Hello and welcome back to the Point Laugh podcast with your hosts Skylar and Kaylin. Um, we took a bit of a hiatus for for the holidays, so um, forgive us, but we are back in full swing, kind of. Um, do do we break the news? I feel like we must. Your mother and I are divorcing. <laughs> Um, we are gonna call it a wraps on, on the podcast once we hit 50 episodes. Mm -hmm. So including this one, there's five more episodes to go. Um, and we, I don't think we we haven't really figured out what we're going to do for our last episode yet, Mm -hmm. but it's going to be some, something special. It's going to be another, (laughs) we're, we're going back to our roots. We're going to do a a joint episode. It's going to be epic. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And listen, it's not, it's, it's not you. (laughs) It's us. No, no. Here's what, here's a 411 hot mamas. Um, (laughs) Lives are busy. Yeah. And this is time consuming. It is. It's so fun when we like record it. Like I feel like once we actually like sit down and do the gab in front of the microphone, it's like every white man's dream. Yeah. But once we like, you know, hit pause and then we're like, all right, well, time to come up with like the next topic. And then we have to like write it and then, you know, the editing and the captions and and uploading it and everything mm-hmm. is just kind of becoming a little bit more than um i think either of us are kind of thinking of right now yeah it's un- unfortunately for me at least it's it's become a little bit of a chore and that's like not really why we started this mm-hmm. and like i feel like that's kind of that's kind of the point where you're like okay we i mean not i I, I don't mean to like talk down on the, on the podcast because I feel like I kind of joke about how we have like no listeners. <laughs> but frankly, we're not famous yet. Yeah. So we're pulling the plug. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, but frankly, like we're like we're not doing this for like the viewership. Like we started doing this because we thought it would be fun and like a way to kind of channel like our creativity mm-hmm. and like to kind of like research things and like educate ourselves on like different topics that maybe like that like kind of interest us. Mm-hmm. Um and it's just You know what else it is? It's a way to have us have the floor for like an hour and we can force our friends to listen to the things we have to say rather than have it in an organic conversation. Exactly. Exactly. But um <laughs> yeah, but it's just it's it's just become a little bit too time consuming. Um and I think at, at least for me it's definitely something that like I've started to procrastinate a lot, like just researching topics and stuff. Um and then it's like we're not putting out our best work. It's not like some of the episodes that I've done, I'm not like super proud of just because I didn't put that much time into it, to be completely honest. Um, and go back in and guess which episodes now on your phones. <laughs> <laughs> Pull up the Kahoot linked below. You're like, actually, I worked really hard on that one. <laughs> actually, so so that was the one that I was proud of. Um, yeah, but it's just it's we we have full time jobs at this. Yeah. Is, this is becoming too much, unfortunately, but we're going to finish out. Mm-hmm. We're going to hit the big five zero, <laughs> um, And then th- that's when people can retire, right? Yeah. Or they used to be able to retire at 50, right? Yeah. Guys, queens. Was it uh, close? Let's just say 50. 50. <laughs> for, for the point of this, we're saying 50. <laughs> Plus, like, that that way we can ensure that, like, these episodes that we are going to put out are, like, what is your last, you know, like, 
like when you have an end goal in mind, you can make sure that the the things that you do are like things that you really want to say instead of yeah. like, yeah, sure. You're I like can prioritizing talk for a little bit more now. Precisely. And it's, you know, it's going to be weird, but the, we're going to, you know, it's going to be weird to stop for a while. But <sighs> now I have like 50 episodes to force on people yeah. <laughs> to read my like now old opinions. Dude, um, side tangent, but it was crazy to like drive around a lot this holiday season and then I, I was like i joked around that i would put my podcast on in the car my dad's like oh i've listened to it and i'm like you what <laughs> you <laughs> where you're like which ones and i asked him and i was like which ones and he's like i don't remember <laughs> i was like which ones you have to tell me Richard. He's like, I like when you talk about our family. And I'm like, <laughs> he's like, like I, you like that? He's like, because I understand all the jokes mm. that the that the average listener doesn't. I'm like, average, <laughs> average listener. These are all our friends who also know what this is about. <laughs> but just in case, like, one of these episodes stumble outside of my circle and then, like, one of the family members that I am talking about is like, is this me? If the boot fits. But that'll be fun to be like, well... Dad, now you've got 50, 50 episodes yeah. to choose from. So catch up. Stream. Stream. <laughs> Stream <Binge>. now. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's, that's, that's the big news. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. We could have Rickrolled and be like, we're pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, do you want know out for 2024? Pregnancy, pregnancy. scares. <laughs> Just pregnancy. Pregnancy. No Stop more babies. Baby. No more baby. I've given up baby. For the year. Is this year a leap year? I feel... Hold on. (laughs) Leap year or not? It is a leap year. It is, yeah. I thought I heard someone talking about that. And by by, I mean someone, I mean I think I saw it briefly mentioned in like a tweet or something. (laughs) Um, I read this interesting article. Yeah. (laughs) That's a TikTok video, baby. Okay, actually, this was kind of redeeming for me. Um, (laughs) There was one time I don't... This is like gonna be so vague because i don't remember what it was about at all but there was one time where i was like yeah i think i was um like watching a tiktok or something and like someone was talking about this and i was like wait no that was an article i think that was this the one time i think so probably (laughs) you can go back you can go back and listen how validating but that was like the one time where i was like wait oh my god it wasn't a tiktok like it actually (laughs) was an article the one time um, but we're just going to get right into it because I think we have a little bit, I, I tasked Skylar with some homework and I, um, I too participated. Um, and I think it might be kind of fun to, to go through these. It does have fun something. Fun is a word. Fun. Um, I don't know. I am chronically online, mm-hmm. un- unfortunately, um, if you can't tell uh, by my opinions. I mean, I'm not. Um, <laughs> I hate the internet. I actually don't have a phone, so I'm like within nature. Um, I have an ear to the ear to the earth, ear to the earth at at all times, feet in the soil. Um, but I, if if you guys are on TikTok, I don't know if this is just. Have you seen these before? Okay, good, good. I'm glad it's not, not just often, like but my page every once in a while. So TikTok has pegged me algorithmically as someone who's like this bitch likes heart heart stopper, <laughs> and I'm like, so you've noticed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's like this bitch loves heart stopper um this bitch for some reason loves trolls three <laughs> not true but now i have all the trolls three songs in my in my head and they're like this girl is like an anti-capitalist uh-huh. uh sad beige <laughs> depressed who likes to shit post and that's mm-hmm. where like my tiktok sphere is so some of these have 
come up. Okay. Yeah. Mine's like, you're poor. <laughs> you I are like- gay. <laughs> I feel like that's the context of, of when these videos come across my before you page. They're like, you're you're um, struggling financially. So we I, I noticed that you save all of these like fashion <laughs> furniture inspo. You don't actually you, don't, you never click the link. You never Why? click the link. <laughs> Why is you that? You should this as a visual Pinterest page. <laughs> Why is that? Um, but so that to stop beating around the bush, um, the videos that I'm referring to are there are videos on TikTok where people are like things that I've had to give up like in my budget as the cost of living has increased. And sometimes they're like silly little things like, oh, I can't get my like daily coffee or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes it's like I've had to give up medical care and like much more depressing things. Um, My list, I will say, is pretty like they're all things that I can very much live without that I've had to cut out of my budget. Mm -hmm. Um, But it is kind of crazy because these were all things that I was affording two years ago when I made less money than I do now. Mm -hmm. And now I, I, I have to cut them out of my budget. And a big part of that, I will say, at least for me, is student loan repayments. I yeah. had to do a complete budget overhaul um, when I needed to repay my student loans because it's like $300 a month. And that mm-hmm. was $300 a month that I was before kind of spending on like fun things Yeah. Um, that now has to go to my student loans. So um, I, do you want to go like back and forth or like? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I was mentioning, um, so the things that, I mean, I didn't do this like often, but now it's a thing that I am never going to do. And that's like going and getting my nails done. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would really only do that because I am like a chronic nail biter and I hate the way that my hands look sans nail. Um, and the only way, cause my nails also bend when they get to a certain mm-hmm. point, even if I don't bite them. So acrylics really are kind of the only way to go for me. Um, and yeah, I would just like have to grin and bear it and get like a acrylic at home kit, which I got for Christmas. So no, I got my nails done over, over Christmas because I'm like, I'm not going to get them done otherwise. So I was like, I was like organic idea. Mommy, what if we get our nails done? It'll be like a cute little mother daughter thing. Uh, but yeah, going and getting and be like actually having a professional do my nails is like, that was the first thing off the chopping block. Yeah. Cause I'm like, I either get my nails done or I get it like a haircut. And I like my hair yeah. more than I like my hands. Yeah. So. Nail salon was also also on my list. Um, I will say, not to toot my own horn, but um, I've gotten I've gotten pretty good at painting my own nails. Um, I like sometimes. Well, they look bad now, so no one no one look at them because I they just did not. They didn't dry before I started doing things, so they just got a little fucked up. Um, but sometimes people are like, oh my gosh, like, are those your real nails? Like, did you do that? And I'm like, yes. And they're like, <laughs> oh my God. Um, so yeah, spending $70 every three weeks when I can buy a $15 bottle of nail polish and do it myself for like a year. Mm-hmm. Um, can't justify going to the nail salon. Um, first thing on my list was Trader Joe's. Yeah. <laughs> oh, TJ. I feel like it's kind of sad when Trader Joe's becomes like too expensive um, because it's kind of known as like the cheaper option. I mean, it's a whole episode about it. Literally, it's definitely cheaper than like going to Ralph's or like something Mm -hmm. like that um, or like Target. I don't know who the fuck grocery shops at Target. You have to be clinically insane. Like I like or or or, or you're a billionaire. That's that's literally like the only way I 
there's no way to go into Target, even if you're just buying essentials um, and not spend $50, like yep. at least minimum $50. But yeah, Trader Joe's was kind of first on the chopping block. Um, I do, or not the first thing, actually, there were many things I cut out before Trader Joe's, but that's just the first thing that's on my list. Anyway, you don't care. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, anyway, no, you I'm, don't care. Why I'm explaining this. Um, but I basically exclusively shop at Aldi now, unless I'm looking for something like specific. Like the other day I went to Trader Joe's because I was specifically looking for like a hand cream that mm. they sell. Oh yeah. And then, yeah, while I was there, I got like some baby carrots and like a couple things. But if I'm like going grocery shopping, I'm going to Aldi. And then if I need anything that's like name brand, I'm going to Walmart. Like I, I just, Same. I can't justify Trader Joe's anymore. If I didn't have Trader Joe's gift cards, mm-hmm. it'd be over. Like, every time I'm like, oh, I have to go grocery shopping for some reason through some, like, miracle, I find myself in possession of a TJ's gift card through, like, um, a gift or something. Or, like, my boss is like, get yourself something nice. Mm-hmm. And I get, like, a TJ. But if without that, I'd be instead like... Instead of a raise. Instead of... <laughs> instead of a raise, you get a $25 Trader Joe's gift card. Well, when she's that. right, she's right. <laughs> but outside of that, um, if, and if I, like, run out of money on the gift card, I'm like, it's Aldi and Walmart, baby. Let's drive to Burbank. Yep, yep. But I will say... I love Aldi. I really do. I'm yeah. such an Aldi stan. Even when I went home for um, the holidays, like my dad was like, okay, we can like go grocery shopping because I, I eat very differently than like my dad and my stepmom do. Um, so he was like, we can just go grocery shopping like when you're here and you can Aww. get what you need and like make your own meals and stuff. Um, so I was like, can we go to Aldi? And he was like, oh my God, I haven't been to Aldi in like forever. And then we went. And Aldi's of the people. I know. We were checking out and he, and he literally, I feel like I converted him because he came home and he was talking to my stepmom and he was like, oh my God, it was so cheap. We got all of this stuff. And he was like showing off the hall and he was like, it was like $50. And I'm like, this is what I've been telling you. Um, Aldi's the place to go. And I'm sorry. I'm such a big Aldi fan. They genuinely have like quality products like Mm -hmm. they have really good products they have a really good like organic selection if that's something that's important to you they have really good um like meatless alternatives yeah really great breads and everything's super cheap and i am obsessed they have really good chocolate because it's a german company Mm -hmm. um so big fan big aldi fan but yeah trader joe's eh, off the list (laughs) try again um and I know I just said, like, if I had, because that was my justification at the beginning when I was first starting to feel the pressure of, like, it's either get your nails done or it's go get your hair done. Mm-hmm. And now I don't get, I don't do either. Me too. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Next up. <laughs> Salon haircuts. Like, I, because here's the, here's the unfortunate part about, like, having the haircut that makes me feel most confident is it is, like, a shag haircut. Um, and those require layers to be pretty up kept and short mm-hmm. to your head so that means like i try to justify getting a haircut every like five months which means that for like at least three of those months i hate the way that i look um and i try to like i try to make it work by being like no it's like a 90s blowout hate it hate it it's like flat at the top and then it poofs out at the bottom like i'm i'm a fucking like cavalier dog like i feel like a fucking bouffant um <laughs> But yeah, I I went back when I went home. I got my hair hair colored because I knew my salon back home would be cheaper than trying to get my hair cut and colored in Los Angeles. Boy, no way, boy, and in, insane. I, I I only spent like forty bucks to get my hair colored, and then no one noticed. <laughs> yeah, I, no, actually, okay, I was actually literally going to ask if you like recently got your hair done because it looks very good. Thanks. Um, my parents didn't notice. <laughs> Neither did my sister. My my grandma who only sees like like is so self-centered 
<laughs> whatever she doesn't care about me my grandma who literally like if no one will talk to her she'll just like zone out and like just stare at the wall and not talk to anyone who still thinks that i like act in plays she looked he's like is your hair darker I looked at my dad who didn't say shit and I was like, yes, it <laughs> is. And my dad is like, oh, I'm going to get shit for that for a while. But yeah, um, I try to like save that for like my one, my once a year trip back home for Christmas to like get my hair um, colored. And then other than that, like I wait until like an event is happening. Like I got my hair cut before I went home for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And that was part of like my Christmas budget was giving, getting myself a haircut. Cause I'm like, I'm going to go home. These people are going to see me. I want to look good. Um, and then either that or like yeah, every six months I try to get yeah. my haircut, which is womp womp. <laughs> not, not what I would prefer, but it's yeah. just what we, what we do out here. Salon haircuts was also on my list. It was also yeah. on my list. And it's like, I do think part of this is just a symptom of living in LA, unfortunately. Um, mm-hmm. because literally the cheapest I can find a haircut at like a salon is a hundred dollars. Yeah. A hundred dollars is like cheap, unfortunately. Yep. And that's not including tip. Um, and for, I, I understand like, well, I mean, frankly, that's so fucking expensive. So like, yeah, like every six months is like, mm-hmm reasonable unfortunately um but i have a very simple haircut yep it's literally <laughs> it's like a blunt cut I, it's it's just a it's just a blunt cut all around like it's it's there's nothing that special there's about no it so they gotta look out for yeah i trim my own bangs like it's not it, it's not anything crazy so it's go to a barber a little frustrating when like i do have like i do have friends who like have shags and go literally go to the same hairstylist that i go to and Mm -hmm. pay the same amount where i'm like i'm getting two inches off of my hair why am i paying a hundred dollars for this so i literally stopped going to the salon and i went once to like a cost cutters like equivalent place it was like a small business but it was like equivalent to that and it was still like forty dollars for a haircut um and the last time i cut my hair which was literally like a week ago i just did it my Myself, and I was like, Taylor, will you cut the back for me? Um, and that's how we yeah. ended up with this. And I feel like it looks fine. Looks so, fine, yeah. yeah. So I'm like, I'm, I think I'm just not going to the hair salon like anytime soon. I remember because it, it, that's the other sucky thing is like another part of like my TikTok algorithm is like also people with my style and a little bit more veering punk than, than my personal style is. But um, a lot of them are like the whole point of the 70s shag is like, you know, if it's the rock and roll, like 60s shag, like you do it yourself in the mm. bathroom with like rusty scissors and it looks edgy and i'm like i am not hot enough <laughs> to have a shitty haircut like there are some people that like if their haircut is like all fucked up and like you know moddy and like mm. some chunks are missing they're like just effortlessly elegant and cool that you're like damn i walk around with a busted ass haircut i do not go outside <laughs> i can't trust myself <laughs> to do that shit when i cut my own bangs when i used to like be really diligent about having bangs i would take like eyebrow scissors mm-hmm. and that's how like <laughs> and it would take me like an hour to cut my bangs because yeah. i'm like i'm not about to be part of that compilation where i drag my bangs down and cut them right here and then they go all the way up to the middle of my forehead and then i have to run away from home I will say I am unfortunately um, overly confident in like my <laughs> hairstyling abilities um, because I've done a lot of like hair DIYs. Like I've bleached my own hair, I've colored it, I've cut my own hair many times, and like I've never had an experience where it's like so bad that I I, I can't leave that. Like it usually turns out like okay, mm-hmm. and I am perfectly fine with like an av- like average looking hair. Like that's totally acceptable to me. So I'm like if I can spend free if i could spend zero dollars for like an okay haircut 
perfectly fine. Perfectly fine with me. Mm-hmm. Um, but next up on my list was Fresh Flowers. Oh, I yeah. This was, like, such a simple pleasure for me. And I was very, like, I will always budget for Fresh Flowers. It's, like, $10, like, mm-hmm. every week, every two weeks. Like, it's really not that bad. Um, and I've just had to cut it out. Like, I've, I've really just had to cut out every unnecessary, like, grocery expense I can. Um, yeah. And unfortunately... Fresh flowers was a part of that. And I really loved having fresh flowers like around my apartment. Um, But for Christmas, I did get um, my brother got me a Lego like flower bouquet. Um, So I made that and that's in my room now. And so those are those are my 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 flowers that I have now. But yeah, that was that was a sad one. That was a sad one to let go of. My sad one was week like weekday coffee. Yeah. Like if I'll like I try to make my weekends, I try to budget so that my weekends I can actually feel like a person and not kill myself um, because of like every day is like so tight um, with like money and, and like no pleasures involved that I'm, I'm going to feel like life is not worth living. So <laughs> I'm I'm still trying to hold on to like having weekends be like and this is when you get your little iced coffee and you can go run your errands. But like just getting coffee like during the week is not a thing. No. Your Phil's gift card was the only time I got coffee during the week that whole month. I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad. It because there's, yeah, there's like a coffee place in the, in like the lobby of the building I work at. But usually it's just like, it's, it's, it's no coffee for me. Like my office has like that, like, you know, hot coffee pot, awfully hot coffee pot. <laughs> and I'm just like, I, if I don't have creamer, which I usually don't because mm-hmm. I forget to budget creamer. Um, so I don't bring it with me. I'm not about to be that asshole coworker that's like, oh, this was good. This is good. be for me. Mm-hmm. I just put. I get like black coffee and I add water and I chug it really fast and then I put the mug down and plug your nose (laughs) and that's how I get my coffee in during the week which is poopy if I I tried I now I'm referring to coffee as fuel and that makes me feel less bad about not enjoying it at all I'm like I need my morning fuel fuel yeah um next up on my list and this was one that I feel like after nail salon this was the next thing that I cut out and I used to have I've talked about it on the podcast before um I used to have a class pass membership and Mm. a gym membership um and I loved my class pass membership literally like if you can afford it I really like cannot recommend it enough I I still love class member uh class pass but I just it's like 50 bucks a month and I need that money to go to my student loans unfortunately (laughs) um so but I I used to do like I used to do my little like weekend treat was I would go to like my yoga class like every like Saturday Mm -hmm. or every Sunday morning and like I would always look forward to that I was so excited about it and frankly like $50 a month to go to a weekly yoga class like is a pretty good deal especially Mm -hmm. in LA um but I had to put a pause on it um now I have a stationary bike like at home which I feel very like privileged to have um but I got it off Facebook marketplace for like 150 bucks and then I have like an Allo Move subscription that's a hundred dollars annually which is like eight dollars a month ish a little more than eight dollars a month um which is like about the max that I'm willing to spend on like my fitness like expenses basically um yeah got rid of my gym membership i i first of all i don't even like going to the gym i don't know why the fuck i ever had a gym (laughs) membership um i think it was to pressure myself uh because i'm like well if i'm spending money on it like i have to go um i got a gym membership for christmas but (laughs) i did well i if it's gifted if it's gifted to you uh, great great it's Um, and i should preface i did ask for it it'd be way out of pocket if i just opened up merry christmas here's a gym membership i'd be like oh that noose is looking mighty inviting right about now. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. 
Um, another thing that I I didn't even notice that I did this, but um, remember I was like, like for weekend activities, I don't bar hop anymore, and if I do, I get high. Yeah. <laughs> um, sorry, employers and mom, but like the idea of going to different bars and like like three bars in one night and getting a drink at all of them. Hello, one hundred and fifty fucking dollars, yeah. including Uber, because I yeah, I like, have to Uber home and. So what if I just take like a puff of a, a pen I already have and I don't have to buy anything? And if anything, I can just buy the meal that I demand my friends get me at the end of the night because I'm fucking starving and it's time to go to Denny's. Yes. That, that is that. But like, yeah, the idea of like bar hopping and being like, oh, I'll have a drink. No, I won't. I do not go out and get drinks anymore. No. I, w- uh, if I do, I, I like don't really go out anymore. It's just too yeah. expensive. But like, if I do, I will allow myself like one beverage. Mm-hmm. Um, Make this last. <laughs> and even, even then I don't, I, I don't know. Re- recently, if, if I go out, I'm, I'm, I'm not buying a drink. Like it's just, it's especially in LA, it's like $18 yep. for a fucking like, tequila soda and it's just not yeah. it's it's too much you have a vodka crayon that'll be 16.50 your mother <laughs> it's like, your mother me? it will um <laughs> and frankly if i'm gonna get drunk like i'd rather be in my own home or like in a home of like yeah. someone i trust like i don't want to be out like uh, I, I don't know <laughs> um next up on my list was thrifting that's on mine and this this is something i have not completely given up like i'm not Same. going cold turkey with thrifting but like i've really had to cut back um, because even the thrift stores are too expensive now. Mm-hmm. And obviously I do want to acknowledge that like, I am, well, I'm, I'm lucky enough that like, I don't necessarily have to rely on thrift stores for clothing. Like it's not my only option. Like if I needed to buy something new, I could probably find room in my budget, like to do that. Um, so it's really sad that like, obviously there are a lot of people who do rely on thrift mm-hmm. stores for their clothing and don't really have other options and everything is so fucking expensive there now too for mm-hmm. literally no reason um but i do kind of try and think about like me needing to cut back on thrifting on a positive thing because like obviously it's good to slow down your consumption of like unnecessary goods um and this has helped me be like more intentional with my purchases so i will say i haven't really been going to the thrift stores a lot but i have been looking on like ebay and depop and thread up and things like that um because i've started looking for like very specific things mm. um like i recently i my pair of like silver ballet flats i've had them for like a couple months i got them on ebay for like i think like 20 dollars. i wear them all the time they're like my favorite shoes um i just recently got this like uh wool coat that i'm obsessed i'm <laughs> obsessed with um 30 on like ebay so it's like i i'm much more intentional about like my purchases whereas before i would kind of just like go to the thrift store and i feel like the thing about thrifting is that it's like the rush when you find something that you do like yeah. but it's you're not always necessarily looking for something like specific mm-hmm. so sometimes you buy things that like they're cute and you wear them but they're not as intentional as like if you are like online thrifting or like online secondhand shopping you it because there are so many things you really have to like be looking for a certain thing in order to like find it um so that has been like a good thing but also i miss my thrift trips i really like them the downside about me kind of giving up regular thrifting is that it's i kind of like feel like an addict when i do go and i have no form of self-control like i will go months without thrifting and then the one time i do go thrifting like i can't stop myself from spending like 70 dollars because i just keep fucking throwing shit and i get like a rush because like 
I'm sure that if I went more, I'd be like, I don't actually need this. But it's just been so long since you buy new things for yourself to mm-hmm. wear. that, And it's all, like, cheapish. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, I'll, like, put something back if it's, like, uh, here's 40. And you're, like, 40 taller. Yeah. So I put that back. There is a certain thrill of, like, finding things at a thrift store that I, I know I certainly, like, fall victim to. Where it's, like, sometimes you find things at the thrift store and you're, like, oh, my gosh. Like, it fits me. Yep. Like, this is kind of close to something that I've been looking for. Like, mm-hmm. this looks kind of cute. Um, and then you go home and you're, like, I actually The thrill hate is this. gone. Yeah. The thrill is like, gone. This is actually so ugly. Why, womp, like, why womp. did I buy this? Um, another thing kind of going hand in hand is, like, not that I was in the habit of buying furniture, but, like, like even if I saw, like, a cute side table, I'd be like, ooh. And mm-hmm. even, like, just the idea of going to, like, Facebook Marketplace. Like, the, my roommate and I have been looking for a fucking TV stand now for a year. But the actual, like, thought of looking at Facebook Marketplace and budgeting for it. And I'm like, oh, that can this, can't that just be next month that we just get mm-hmm. that? And then that's another month where I, like, hate where my TV is. There's another month where I, like, hate the way that my living room looks because we haven't budgeted for, like, a rug or things um because we're always like that can wait like that's not like a necessary emergency purchase and then it just gets pushed off for the next month which is unfortunate i feel like you should like your space yeah well we recently me and my roommate recently we were also on the hunt for a tv stand for like two years and we we were kind of holding out because we knew that we could find one for free Mm -hmm. um and we did we we found one for free we love it but even though it was free on facebook marketplace we still had to pay for the u-haul we had friends who helped us out and like i they they were willing to do it for free. I was not willing to let them do it for free. So like we paid them and like, we still ended up all in all spending about like probably like $150 on just getting the like credenza into our apartment. Like even if it's free on Facebook marketplace, like you still have to pay for a U-Haul, you still have to pay for labor and it's like, it's mm-hmm. still expensive. So totally understand that one. Um, next, actually, this was the last thing on, on my list of things that I've given up and that was cooking fun meals, which is so sad. (laughs) I like plan out my meals to go grocery shopping. And I used to do, I used to budget where I did like one fun meal and then like pasta or like Mm -hmm. tacos or, you know, something like relatively inexpensive, um, to like supplement the rest of my meals for the week um i can't do my fun meal anymore because i would usually have to buy like maybe a kind of like obscure ingredient or spice that like i probably wasn't going to use super often afterwards Mm. um and it just became like way too expensive so now unfortunately i don't really try like new recipes that often i just kind of go back to like what i know works what i know i already have like most of the ingredients for and like most of the spices for and things like that um and that's been really sad that like i haven't been able to just like try new recipes and like cook new things and try new cuisines because like grocery shopping is just so expensive yeah you know it's bad and i'm starting like my cookbook for like what to eat is dollar tree dinners and this um youtube channel that i found a while ago and i liked it because the woman who did it like reminded me a lot of my great grandma before Mm. she passed away which is why i used to like them and now i like actually listen to them which was the things that she ate during the fucking great depression in like a weirdly related note um for your fun meals one i was just gonna put like brunch not that like brunch was something that i did a ton of but like just the idea of like going out with like friends and getting like a cool thing on the menu because i used to The, the things, good old days. No, the things that you used to brag about. Because I was like, I'd be like, I don't feel very poor. Like, I know that I am. But, like, I was like, I don't go out to, like, I go out to restaurants and I eat what I want. I don't necessarily have to look at what the cheapest option is and then what I would like out of the cheapest options. I just look at the menu and I get what I want and that is my treat. And I cannot do that anymore. And I'm like, that sucks. 
that sucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that sucks. Sometimes I still do. I'll be honest. Especially like, oh my God, I was in the airport a lot recently and there was just, I'm like, you can hold it. You can be starving for a little bit. But I'm like, no, I need airport food. I'm sorry. Yeah. I need to spend $30 on a shitty sandwich. Yeah. Something really takes over when you're when you're in an airport. You're just like you need your you need your little treat. I just I like I I lost so much like energy and like from this the hassle of TSA that now I feel like I just ran a marathon and I yeah. need to like restrain myself. I will say my my current budget is about fifty dollars of like fun money a week, mm-hmm. and I kind of spend that like however I want. Like if I want a new like for example like. I mean, this was like two weeks ago, but there was like this really cute skirt on Depop that I wanted and it was $20. So I bought that. So that's like $20 out of my fun money. Um, But like if I were to go to brunch or something, like I'm I'm not, yeah, I'm not (laughs) buying anything that week. (laughs) um, So next are things that I refuse to give up. Like Mm -hmm. I, this is me saying, I don't care how expensive things get there. There's obviously always a limit. There's, there I certainly hope there will not be a time where I have to give these things up. But these are like on the bottom of like, I will give other things up before I have to give these things up. And it's two things. Mm-hmm. One of those things is my fun little beverage. Mm-hmm. I am such a beverage girly. I literally purchased a mini fridge solely to keep beverages in because I like need my, I, I just need like my fun little drink for the day. And let's make this very clear. My fun little drink is not like, anything that crazy it's a LaCroix like my fun little drink a is, a, is a sparkling water or like a kombucha or like an energy drink like they they all if I'm and I usually I go to Costco and buy them in bulk and they cost literally like maybe two dollars max like each like that's my fun little beverage that I have um and I'm I'm not getting rid of that sorry um and then second on my list is AMC a list I how'd you know that was on mine <laughs> What are you, my entourage? <laughs> I have pledged my allegiance to AMC A-list many a time. Because that's the only thing that we do now. I know. That's the only thing. So I will not <laughs> give this up. I go and see at minimum one movie a week. And yeah. usually usually it's two or three. I, like We get hit with a limit. I remember, <laughs> I remember watching that fucking video before I got AMC A-list. Like, you can see up to three movies a week. And I was like, bitch. <laughs> In no fucking world do I even want to see three movies a fucking mm-hmm. week. And now, womp womp, I've gotten the notification. You've reached your max limit this week. Yeah. Huh? You know what? It, most of that is that we live in LA now. So like the movies that have like limited releases, they were not going to have a limited release movie in Kansas. Yeah. They are going to have that in LA because the LA is where the Academy is. <laughs> so yes. That's the thing is like really any movie that's out that we want to see, we are able to go see if we want to, which I Don't really, look, really I'm- love. <laughs> fixing my nose ring i'm not pick, i'm not picking my nose on camera <laughs> but i definitely get my money's worth with amc a-list i love going to the movies it gets me out of the house it's a fun way to spend time with friends and i just like love film and movies in general so i really love seeing like new things that come out and like things that are being created and i also kind of justify it because i work in the entertainment industry so i'm mm-hmm. like oh my god this is like part of my job like it's important for me to know tax right off yeah like who <laughs> It's important for me to know, like, who the up-and-coming actors are, who the big, like, uh, screenwriters are, directors, and, like, to go and see their work is really important. So mm-hmm. I love A-List. I've seen so many movies that I probably wouldn't have seen had I not had it. Same. Because I'm like, oh, well, like, I might as well go see it. Like, even if it sucks, it's free. Even yeah. it's not free. But, like, it's 25 bucks a month. Literally, we went and saw The Color Purple, and it was, like, the Dolby Vision or whatever. Which I'd never been inside of before. I looked it up, and if I were to just buy a ticket to that, it would have been $25. 
Like it would have been, and that's not even including fees and stuff when you have to like tax. So it would have been more expensive for me to go and see that one movie than an entire month's worth of AMC A-list. So Mm. love it. The last thing on my list too is is like related to AMC A-list, but it's like, you know, if I'm at home and they're like, pay to rent, I'll just do it. (laughs) I, I, at, At what point do we... I, I never want to be at the point where I'm so low that it's like three dollars to like three ninety nine to rent, and I go, oh, I can't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll just wait to watch this elsewhere. Mm-hmm. I'll just fucking. I remember hanging out with my friend once, and we were gonna watch a movie, and it was like, all right, like five ninety nine to rent. And he turned to me. No, actually, no, I think it was like four ninety nine to rent. And he turned to me. He's like, I guess if we split it, and I was like, if we split it, the movie. If we split the charge of the movie, I'll just pay the fucking dollars. You're like, I, this one's on me. He wasn't that broke either. It was a farce. <laughs> Those are always the ones. One. <laughs> that was my list. Um, yeah, that's that's the end of my list as well. Oh, yeah. um, I'm going to take, or actually, maybe it's fine. I think it's fine. Sorry, the audio was like weird for a second, but I think it's good. So we can just move we can move on i don't know why i'm still talking anyway (laughs) so now that we've gone through all that i hope you all um enjoyed in that (laughs) yeah otherwise um welcome back (laughs) fast forward that fuck they're still talking about them god so if you're wondering why i brought this up um it's because i am going to talk about the cost of living and (sighs) why things are so expensive why in our like a lot of this is going to be like why the pandemic fucked us over. Yep. I am also going to go into TikTok consumerism. Mm. Who is surprised? I feel like I bring this up in like every episode. And next episode. <laughs> but, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to be talking a little bit about TikTok consumerism and me being a victim of just over overspending and living above my means um and how i think unfortunately a lot of people in our generation like well we'll we'll get into it we'll get into it anyway um before i begin i want to preface i'm not an economist by any (laughs) means i understand the economy at a very basic level and i don't um (laughs) at all i just live in one we live in a society and I, I do have a lot of statistics and, like, a lot of, like, actual, like, evidence-based things to to talk about. Um, but also a lot of this is just going to be my informed opinion. So, like, with everything that you consume, you know, take it with a grain of salt. Um, because I may be wrong about some things because I'm not an economist. Um, anyway, so obviously in recent years, the greatest impact on the economy and the cost of living has been the pandemic. Um, Inflation was at its peak two years ago in January 2022, when according to the Consumer Price Index, which um, I I think I bring it up maybe like one other time in this, it's also called CPI. Um, It's basically just how we like track inflation. It's like the government resource for how we track yearly inflation. Actually, I think it's like monthly inflation. But anyway, um, so according to the CPI, inflation had reached 9.1% in January 2022. To put this in perspective, the normal amount of inflation, because inflation is normal and it we do kind of like anticipate it every year. Mm-hmm. Um, the anticipated amount of yearly inflation is usually 2%. Oh. So 9.1% um, was a record high. <laughs> 
with the last largest percentage um, being 8.6% in 1981. Yeah, we love the 80s. We Ronald, love the 80s. get the fuck out of here. Um, but yeah, so that was January 2022. Um, most recently in November 2023, inflation had fallen to 3.1%, which you're like, okay, like we're getting back to normal. That's awesome. Why is everything still so fucking expensive? Mm-hmm. Um, the reason for that is because the 3.1 inflation is still inflation. Um, so it's inflating from the 9.1% <laughs> prices. If that makes sense. So the prices never dropped from what they were in January 2022. So they're still increasing. They're just our new baseline to then inflate off of. Yes. Fantastic, King. So prices are still increasing, just not as rapidly like as they had been. Um, So that's why we're feeling like even tighter pressure. Um, Because I don't know. I feel like a lot of people are like, well, inflation isn't even that bad. And it's like, yeah, currently it's not. But like we still have not recovered from what like what happened. Um, And also, yes, I'm going to bring it up. The national minimum wage has not increased since 2009, despite the value of a dollar decreasing significantly between now and then. Um, Had the minimum wage increased to account for inflation, the national minimum wage should be $10.23. Alas. Um, It's currently $7.25. Now, this is the national minimum wage. It does vary state by state. Um, In California, the current minimum wage is $16 an hour. Hour. Um, but in Iowa, for example, the minimum wage is still seven twenty-five. Same. So Kansas, same. Yeah. It, it's so not great. I don't know so, how <laughs> anyone can live off of seven twenty-five. To be and I didn't. Honest. I and I didn't when yeah, I lived and there. I and I I don't think you can. Um, so we're gonna do some math here. Seven twenty-five times forty hours a week is two hundred and ninety dollars. Um, and then you multiply that by 52 weeks, that's $15,000 and, or $15,090. That's like your gross amount. That's not after taxes. That's yearly. $15,000 a year to live off of. Not a lot, but I will say perhaps manageable if you are a single person. You don't have any children, don't have any dependents, any pets. You're a single person in 2009 in a low cost area like Iowa or Kansas. 725 may be manageable. Mm -hmm. Obviously still tight, but like you could make it work. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was 2009. Let's just look back at 10 years ago. Let's look at 2014. Um, We're going to look at California specifically. So in 2014, the California minimum wage was $9 an hour and the average one bedroom apartment was $848. Um, (laughs) This isn't LA. This is all of California. So keep that in mind. Mm -hmm. Um, So minimum wage, $9, average one bedroom, $848. In 2024, the minimum wage is $16, and the average one-bedroom is $2,131. So rent had a 251% increase. It more than doubled, and the wage only had a 178% increase. Or a 1.78 increase? I'm, it's 1.78, but as a percentage, it's 178. Ah, okay. Um, you can tell who failed math. <laughs> if wages increased at the same rate as rent... The minimum wage in California would be $22.59. Wow. Would you look at that? Which is more than I make currently yep. with a college degree and having worked in my professional industry for over two and a half years. Um, <laughs> what the minimum wage should be if it w- was raised at the same uh, 
rate is rent would be more than I make. So that's that's wonderful. I'm so glad I went to college um, and that I'm paying student loans. So obviously this isn't a shock. I feel like we hear this everywhere, like rent and just the cost of living is raising at a much higher rate and much more rapidly than our wages are. Like we are all well aware of this. Mm -hmm. Um, But I still think it's important to illustrate how even in just 10 years, rent costs have increased by 251%. Like, that's insane. Um, To be fair, California is a high-cost state to live in. So let's look at a low-cost state then. Iowa, for example, my home state, relatively inexpensive. Um, So how have their figures changed over the last 10 years? So like I said before, Iowa follows the federal minimum wage of $7.25, which has not changed (laughs) since 2009. So in 2014, the Iowa minimum wage, $7.25. Seven twenty-five, mm-hmm. average one bedroom in twenty fourteen, four hundred eighty-seven dollars. Twenty twenty-four minimum wage, seven twenty-five, average one bedroom, six hundred and fifty-six dollars. Um, so it had a one hundred and thirty-three percent increase, while the wage had a zero percent increase. <laughs> um, so that's wonderful. We love that. We love that. So let's let's just keep all of that in mind. This is basically all to say what we already know. Wages are not high enough and living is expensive. So now I'm going to talk about greedflation. Have you heard of this term before? I think I have, but I, I only out of like Ron DeSantis's mouth. <laughs> so I didn't know how much credibility it actually had to like reality. So it is, it is kind of a controversial term like in be- betwixt, um, <laughs> but like among um, economists, among like us. people either think it's a bunch of bullshit or people are like no like we should probably be paying more attention to this um so like it's not just rent like the cost of living hasn't only increased because of housing costs obviously that's a huge contributor to it but like everything is more expensive and it doesn't seem like that's going to change anytime soon um and oh i already kind of brought this up but like generally we anticipate a two percent annual inflation rate which means that the cost of things currently is what we would have anticipated them being in 2028 to 2030 not 2024. um inflation only accounts for so much so there's this controversial economic theory that's being coined as greedflation, which to explain is basically the idea that corporations are blaming the rising cost of production on their price increases, but are actually inflating the prices of goods well above what's necessary to offset these costs and increasing their profit margins as a result. So like, these aren't real number numbers, but as an example, the corporations are being like, well, it's not our fault that production costs have gone up by 30%. That's why we've had to double the price of our goods. Like, oh, like, yeah. it, you know, like it, that just, that just doesn't really make sense. I, had, I thought I just said this was straight up confirmed. I didn't realize <laughs> there, I didn't realize there was a word for it. I thought this was just like the truth. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, so for example, the cost of meat has increased greatly over the past few years. Um, and to be fair, the cost of feed and transportation has increased. So an increase in the cost of meat for an average consumer like makes sense to an extent. <laughs> um, a Forbes article from February 2022 discussing, sorry, discussing Tyson. Discussing Tyson Foods, mm-hmm. um, which obviously is like a huge company within meat distribution. Um, says that the company's operating margins, which were announced Monday, 
February 2022, were 11% in the last fiscal quarter. In the pre-pandemic days of 2019, that number was 6.53%. Go back 10 more years and it was 4%. This means that from 2019 to 2022, their profits were just shy of doubling. Now, we don't have the exact numbers from Tyson's accounting to prove why their profits increased so much, but to have profits increase by so much in just three years, I feel like it's pretty safe to assume that Tyson increased their prices more than needed yeah. like, to offset production costs. Um, the article continues and goes on to say Tyson and other top meat packers have been called out by the Biden administration and independent mm. producers for pandemic profiteering Ooh. as unprecedented increases have pushed up the prices that consumers pay for meat while farmers have been paid at rates hovering near historic lows. Hmm. So not only is Tyson charging more for their products, but they're also paying farmers less. In 1990, each dollar spent by consumers on beef would have been distributed across the food supply chain as 59 cents for the rancher or farmer, 8 cents for the packer, and 33 cents for the retailer. Mm -hmm. In 2020, the farmer earned 37 cents to every dollar spent on beef, a drop of nearly 40% since 1990, according to the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Mm. Slaughterhouses like Tyson retained 18 cents and retailers held on to 44 cents. The trend is similar for chicken and pork. So it went from... Farmers getting 59 cents to the dollar to 39 cents to the dollar. Mm. Um, Tyson getting 8 cents to now Tyson getting 18 cents. Mm. Retailers getting 33 cents to now they're getting 44 cents. So like farmers are making way less or are being paid less than they were historically. Um, and everyone else is making more. Crazy. <laughs> um, the trend's similar for chicken and pork. So that was like an example for beef. But it's pretty similar among like all of the meats categories yes um another large contributor to greedflation is the monopolization of food industries Mm -hmm. obviously when you have a lack of competitors there's no real incentive to have competitive pricing Mm -hmm. um an article from the guardian discussing the american monopolization on food says when you walk into a u.s grocery store the shelves seem to be teeming with choice with countless brands appearing to offer every type of food and drink But a joint investigation published this week by The Guardian and Food and Water Watch showed how this choice is largely an illusion. In fact, a handful of mega firms dominate every link of the food supply chain, from seeds and fertilizers to slaughterhouses and supermarkets to cereals and beers. A shocking 79% of the groceries in a basket of 61 everyday types of food and drink are being sold by a small amount of top companies, which they define to mean four firms or fewer. Many different brands we see while shopping are all owned by the same company. For example, when you're shopping for cereal and choosing between Frosted Flakes or Fruit Loops, <laughs> both are owned by Kellogg. So it's not really like a choice at all to where your money is going because mm-hmm. um, it's just going to end up going to the same company either way. Now, again, I know this isn't really news to anyone. Like, I feel like it's pretty common knowledge that, like, most of the brands that we shop are actually owned by a much larger corporation. But I do think it's important to mention an important factor to acknowledge when talking about corporate greed Mm -hmm. and the reasons why these companies are able to inflate their prices so much. So that's why I'm bringing it up. It's like, same with Disney. Same with, like, you know, all of it. It, it, Even, like, the, the idea of, like, ghost kitchens, too, where it's, like, you know, you go on the uber eats and you see like all of these you know restaurants you've never heard of before Mm -hmm. and then you realize that like all of like all 44 of them are ghost kitchens operating operating under one restaurant yeah so it's like the illusion of choice but (laughs) it's all just chilies (laughs) they've done it again Um, so I mentioned earlier that this theory of greedflation is somewhat polarizing among um, economists and the reason for that is because it's 
kind of difficult to prove. Uh, um, you know, corporations aren't going to come out and just be like, yeah, so we did increase the prices more than necessary because we're greedy. Oops. Um, they're yeah. not going to admit to that. <laughs> There's classic supply and demand, which complicates things, especially yeah. when we're talking about the inflation caused by the pandemic. Um, it's obviously more difficult to produce goods when there's a shortage of labor. Mm -hmm. um, and you add in the COVID stimulus checks where many people had more money to spend because I'll, I'll, I'll go into that later. Anyway, I, I don't want it. I don't want it to sound like I'm against COVID stimulus checks. I want to make that clear. But because of the COVID stimulus checks, many people had more money to spend. So when there's a shortage of goods and a greater demand, yeah. prices are going to increase. Like that's just kind of how it works. Mm -hmm. um, don't get it twisted. COVID relief checks were super important during that time for people who had lost their jobs and needed that money and probably more just mm -hmm. to survive. Um, However, there is some valid criticism around how COVID relief was distributed to everyone, despite whether their income was impacted by the pandemic or not, um, because this led to more spending from people who maintained employment throughout the pandemic, uh. obviously pushing supply and demand. Um, Typically, higher discretionary spending is a sign of a healthy economy. But once again, if there's a production shortage and a higher demand, the cost of goods is going to get crazy. And oh, let's guess who does that negatively affect? The poor. <laughs> like, like yeah. this isn't this isn't really impacting people who like have money and aren't really already like budgeting and like feeling the financial or like feeling financially constrained under these conditions. Um it's all it like always trickle trickle down. It always trickles down <laughs> to fucking over poor people. So Reagan, get the fuck out of here. That sucks. <laughs> um Unfortunately, this is a classic theme and the main reason why people are so outraged by the cost of living when prices increase, not a big deal for people who already make a decent income. Yep. Um, but when base level wages aren't increasing, but the cost of everything else is, the gap between the rich and poor gets wider and wider and it becomes even more difficult to survive as a low income individual. Mm -hmm. um, so... Any, any comments, thoughts? <laughs> Sorry, I'm kind of steamrolling. No. <laughs> now I know how you feel whenever <laughs> I... <laughs> no, I'm just like... It's just one of those things where you're like absorbing and you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> it's That's just one of those fucking things. No, it's not... Because like... I... <laughs> No, I'm I'm tr I'm like struggling because here's, here's the problem is like me in class when I'm like absorbing information yeah. and it's like all right now Skylar thoughts I'm like I was you don't have to have any thoughts I was okay. taking notes we could move on no it's just like it's just a very unfortunate circumstance and then the the immediate you know kind of conservative urge to demonize people who have spending money for the first time in their mm -hmm. lives that are like this is what happens when you give poor people extra money is they fuck up our economy yeah you're like, it's like give them anything that's not what we should they be had disposable for income for like probably the first time in like ever and mm -hmm. so like like i can finally afford to buy good food mm -hmm. and also i just want to take out like a little bit of like yeah the fucking no one wants to work these days how many fucking stories have we heard about like it's if you want to get a job just don't go on linkedin that's impossible mm -hmm. because like you just applying for LinkedIn, you might as well just be throwing your application in the garbage. It's like, why is that? Why is that applying for a job online? It's just like a pointless endeavor. And you have to like actually do your own research and like play a little game, like a little scavenger hunt. It is. It's like to you find have the to supervisor. These different things. And you know, everyone's like, even like I had a I had a boss. It still is to this day. Is like, no one wants to work. You know, like this is why the economy is in shambles. You see all these help wanted signs, and no one. And then people would come into the shop, and you'd be like, they look blue hair, no blue hair, mm -hmm. no piercings. They look liberal, and they would turn them out the door. And I'm like. 
Not to mention, I, I didn't even bring this up, but because of the way that like our social security and just our social programs in general are set up, if you make a, over a certain threshold, mm -hmm. you lose food stamps. Yeah. And you lose like affordable housing and you lose all of these things that like help so many people to just survive. And if you make a dollar more than like whatever that threshold is, you lose that. And it's like, okay, I'm only making a dollar more, which means I can afford a dollar more than what I could have afforded previously, <laughs> which wasn't anything, which is why I'm on fucking food stamps. <laughs> like, it's just, it's, it's, Reagan, it's Reagan, so Reagan. infuriating. Reagan, it's Reagan, so Reagan. Infuriating. Ronald, Ronald, Reagan. Um, so now to do a entire 180 and put the blame on consumers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, kind of. Um, uh -oh. I, hold on, hold on. This, this <laughs> and live. <laughs> don't hate me yet. Don't hate me yet. Um, because this, this is a section that I was talking about earlier where it's just going to be me calling myself out. Okay. Um, I was really curious if social media and TikTok specifically had impacted consumer spending, especially among Gen Zers and millennials who are now entering the workforce and living and participating in the economy like on their own. Um, I'm unfortunately online a lot mm -hmm. and I've definitely noticed my own spending habits being impacted by social media. Stanley Cups. I <laughs> pull okay. it out. I this. Th no, no, no. Show let them. me have my moment. <laughs> I am I am the proud owner of a Stanley cup water bottle tumbler thing. This was a Christmas gift that I did not ask for. My uncle got all of our family members Stanleys for Christmas. I feel like um, you're pointing a gun at me when you say this. <laughs> Don't dox I me. Must, I must preface. Um, I but you know what? I do like it. Would I have bought it myself? No. Would you have run in a crowd of like hundreds? So you <laughs> Would I have chopped off the legs of infants to get my Stanley Cup? No. Um, but I have it now, so I'm gonna use it. Um, and you know what? It is a good cup. Is it worth like $50? No. Me using my Jeffree Star mirror to this day. <laughs> it was like, a gift. They already have the money. Like, ugh, whatever. Um, but uh, what, uh, what, 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 fuck, I <laughs> forgot what I was like. Oh, I have done a lot of personal work this past year to undo a lot of negative spending habits that I've had. Um, and frankly, most of the spending habits stemmed from my usage and my relationship with social media. Um, again, I want to address most of the sections, just going to be my personal theories, opinions, and experience. I'm looking at a very specific target group of people mm -hmm. and a specific cause and effect relationship, um, that frankly is very hard to find any quantitative data on. Yeah. So once again, this is my opinion. Mm -hmm. If you don't like it, uh, sorry, get out of my I country. Yeah. Text me. <laughs> I don't know. If you don't like it, text me. <laughs> um, but social media has like really fucked up our need for dopamine and instant gratification. Mm -hmm. Again, I don't think this is a shock to most people. Mm -hmm. um, and you know what a great way to receive instant gratification dopamine is? Shopping. shopping. I love shopping. I love spending money. I love <laughs> <laughs> It'll be good for the economy. <laughs> Literally. I love a little treat. Um, and I think it can be really difficult to see influencers who are around our age or younger sometimes mm -hmm. living a certain lifestyle that is just unattainable with the current amount of money that I'm making. 
Um, and I know in my head that these people are making like six figures, that they are making like quadruple what I am making. But somehow in my little rat brain, <laughs> I still see these influencers and I'm like, well, that's the lifestyle. Like they're my age. Like that's the lifestyle I should have. Like that's the lifestyle I should be like aspiring to. Fuck, I'm um, missing out, huh? Because I don't. Yeah, because I don't own this certain beauty product, clothing item, dietary supplement or water bottle. <laughs> I literally wrote water bottle. Don't get me started on the water bottles. Um, and I, I see them with like the small little thing. And I'm like, OMG, need. Like, I need that. Um, social media literally convinces me that I will be one step closer to living my dream life if I just have that one thing. And that one thing is only $30. Mm-hmm. I can afford $30. Mm-hmm. Here's the issue, though there's always going to be another one thing. And then once you have that one thing, there's a new thing that's going to change your life. One thing by one direction. (laughs) (laughs) And that cycle continues until you're in thousands of dollars of credit card debt or Klarna debt. Don't get me started on Klarna. I've, it can be useful. It can be useful in certain situations, but I do feel like a lot of people, especially our age and younger, really abuse it and then end up in debt and like mm-hmm. it really fucking sucks. Um, you have virtually no savings because you spent all the excess money that you have on silly little items that like really you don't need. Um, and it's super insidious because you don't realize how much you've spent until it's too late. And you're like, where's all my money? <laughs> like, yeah. Literally what happened? Because it's not like you're making a huge per Like you're not spending a thousand dollars on like a plane ticket or a designer bag. Mm-hmm. You're like, it's only $30 here, like a hundred dollars there, $15 here. Like it doesn't really feel like you're overstretching your budget until you really start to add things up. Um, so this is where I get frustrated. I don't know if you've seen these. It's to be fair, this is like a very small minority of people, I feel like. Um, but I get a little frustrated by people who are like, I make six figures as a single person and I'm living paycheck to paycheck. How? Mm. I'm sorry, literally how? Like, how does that math add up? Because even if you're in New York City and you're making six figures as a single person, you should be able to live like a relatively comfortable lifestyle. You know, you're not going to be jet setting in like your penthouse apartment. But like, unless you have, you know, extenuating circumstances, like a family member you need to care for or like medical bills Mm -hmm. or, you know, things like that that are somewhat outside of your control, that should be plenty to live a comfortable life even in like a high cost of living area. And I really think social media has rotted our brains to believe that like, well, we should be able to afford a certain lifestyle when like you may just not be making enough to live that lifestyle. And once again, this is me calling myself out. Um, Yes, yes, the cost of living is way too high. Many people should be making way more than they do. Wages have not risen to like accommodate that. Like, let's make that very clear. But I think a lot of people, especially in our age group and who are active on social media and specifically, this is specifically like if you follow like lifestyle content, I think that's probably like the main perpetrator of this. Um, I think a lot of people are just living way above their means. Um, I remember there was a video that went viral a little bit ago about someone who uh, went to Paris for the first time and just like was shitting on it the whole time. And listen, I'm not about to like boot. Uh, bootlick for France um, you know not to be like oh no not the Parisians like whatever you can hate Paris all you want but like the the way that that person in the video was talking about it and the way that it went viral is they're like no this is like everyone wants to go to Paris and I'm here and like there's trash all over the floor and like this food sucks and this atmosphere sucks and there's graffiti everywhere and like mm-hmm. this is Paris and then people in the comments were like 
I'm confused. Like, did you not like research like where you were going to go what you were going to eat where you were going to stay like what Mm -hmm. the places you wanted to do and he was like no everyone just wants to go to paris and i'm here and it sucks i'm trying to tell people to not go and people were like did you just go to paris because not just no plan but because people with money just go to paris Mm -hmm. you're just supposed to say like oh yeah i went to like the idea of going to paris is just like this like signifier of wealth and like you just went because you felt like you had to gloat that you went to a place without actually wanting to go to that place Mm -hmm. but it was just like that's just what you do when you have money you travel you go to this place that everyone's heard of you see the eiffel tower that everybody's heard of like when you travel you go to places that people have heard of just because that's what people with money do regardless of whether or not you actually care to go because they're like i don't like french food like then why the fuck did you go to paris (laughs) to say that he went to paris yeah. And yeah, in that video, he was like, he called it ghetto and like, quote, like the Middle East. And people were like, so what do you mean by that? So that was its own like little thing yeah. that people were like, unpack, unpack, unpack. What did you mean by that? Let's talk about this. What did you mean by that? But yeah, just that idea of like, going to Paris is an expense. And it is, uh, you know, obviously like, I want to be like, oh, everyone can go. Like, it is an expense that a lot of people, and I'll say most Americans probably aren't going to be able to afford a trip to Paris. But to just go, just to say that you went and be like, guys, I was tricked. This is like, this is an influencer scam. Like, I'm trying to open your eyes. Don't waste your money to go to Paris. And they're like, what the fuck? Are people just going? It's not wasting money to travel to see a place you want to go. Mm-hmm. It's wasting money to go because someone told you to go. Yeah. Anyway, that was my... <laughs> yeah. Um, I will say with all of this, like, it, I, I am... St- kind of blaming like individual consumers on this because i do think you're like to to a certain extent if you are making a livable wage um and you are like budgeting correctly and living within your means like i don't know where i was going with this but like but like like that's fine like that's obviously totally fine um but i think unfortunately especially with our generation even millennials um a huge contributor to people not budgeting correctly or like not having savings or just like overspending or like treating themselves to little things that they can't really afford um a huge contributor to this is the pessimism around like the current state of i would say most millennials yeah because yeah, like probably. Their, their whole thing right like i remember that would be like the major talking point when i was first going on the internet is the disappointment that millennials had because their whole thing was not being able to afford a life that was promised to them yeah their whole thing was like like that was that's like their like that's like the american dream yeah their their call to arms is being raised on this idea that they can afford like a house two kids all these things vacations like social security mm-hmm. and and then be like oh no you can't yeah so i would say like most millennials and like honestly and why I kind of feel like also I'm getting a little bit like, okay, younger people, it is kind of all our fault. I remember like a, like a 19 year old going on TikTok and being like, I went to college and no one's giving me a job. And I wish that someone had told me that. And I'm like, okay, you can say that if you're like 29, 30, mm-hmm. this disappointment of like, I was told that I needed to go to college and that like, but I feel like millennials have been kind of ringing the warning bells on the internet for like the past decade. If you're still convinced that once you get a college like go to college and you get a degree you're guaranteed a good job and a good life you kind of haven't been paying attention well and i have a small little part where i where i discuss that 
Um, but yeah, there's there's a lot of pessimism around the current state of our economy. Um, most people our age and millennials mm-hmm. have accepted that they'll likely never own a home. Mm-hmm. Um, they may never be able to afford retirement or a comfortable lifestyle. So instead of like saving for those goals that you traditionally would, mm-hmm. um, because they seem so unachievable anyway, yeah. they would rather just enjoy life now and yeah. spend money on experiences like travel, concerts, or even just like simple things like your daily coffee or getting your nails done. Because why the fuck would I grind for a future when like every like fucking scientist is being Mm -hmm. like we will not have a planet in 15 years why the fuck would i like suffer and make life completely unlivable now on the off chance that i might be able to afford a house maybe what's the point of living right now and i partially agree with that but i will say i so just to finish this little section out i I think this causes us to be a part of a like treat yourself economy where mm. many people would rather spend their money on small little treats for that rush of dopamine mm-hmm. rather than save for a long-term girl or go- girl. I am a long-term girl. <laughs> save for me. Rather than save for a long-term goal. Um, and again, I want to emphasize like this is not me blaming our generation for being pessimistic. I think those are very valid feelings, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I do think there is a balance and there's definitely an over-reliance on easy dopamine and instant gratification. Will I ever own a home? I don't know. I don't want to. I do. I, I do. I, oh. I would like to own a home. I hope so. Um, but in order for that to happen, especially with where I live currently, I would have to make a shit ton of money. You want to go have And these? have a dual income. So the podcast lives on because <laughs> we own a house. <laughs> so like, yes, I would like to own a home, but like that's not a priority for me. I'm not yeah. like saving up to eventually get a home because frankly, it does seem pretty unachievable. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I'm still trying to save and build a like nest egg just in case. And I yeah. think it's so important to have money saved in case you unexpectedly lose your job, in case your car mm-hmm. randomly breaks down, mm-hmm. in case me or God forbid one of my cats has a medical emergency. Like it is important. Me or God forbid one of my cats. <laughs> <laughs> Like, it's important to have savings for those things. And again, forgive me if I sound like a boomer, but if you have $100 in savings and you're treating yourselves to your daily little Starbucks run, which first of all, we're boycotting Starbucks, um, your biweekly nail appointments, or those like $150 Ugg slippers that you just have to have because everyone else had them and your life would be changed if you just had those Ugg slippers maybe it's worth reevaluating your spending habits and figuring out a lifestyle that works for you to live within your means so that you can build that nest egg and have money in case an emergency happens like i feel like so many people have have this attitude of like oh i'm never going to own a home so why am i saving my money anyway like i might as well just spend it and do fun things and it's like yeah, but what a what about like emergencies? Like what yeah. about like owning a home is not the only thing. Like there are other things and unexpected costs that can come up and can financially ruin you if you are not adequately like prepared. Yeah. Um and frankly, even if you are adequately repaired, a, a fucking medical emergency can ruin you anyway. Yeah. But that's a whole other issue. And yes, we should be making more money. Yes, you should be able to have enough discretionary income to be able to do fun things every once in a while and enjoy your simple pleasures in life. I should be able to buy fresh flowers for my home. But also, if you don't, like, it, it is kind of your responsibility to be responsible with your money. And like, that's the unfortunate reality of the situation. Does it suck? Should there be other options? Yes. Mm -hmm. But that's just not where we're at right now. I think that's why, like, people got really upset at that, like, trend where it's, like, 
I think I like this little life. Because it got like, the point of the song itself is trying its best to romanticize those simple pleasures that yeah. you're talking about. So you don't feel like your life is lacking in any way. Yeah. Like, especially now, if like you've found yourself giving up things that you really started to appreciate, you're going to start to feel like life isn't worth living. Mm-hmm. And like, it can be really pessimistic for you to be like, I used to be able to do so much fun things when I was broke and now I'm less broke, but I still can't afford shit. So I feel more broke. It's yeah. going to feel more hopeless. And to find like joys and like, look, the sun looks really pretty or like the sky looks really pretty today. It's a sunset or like oh my gosh my co- i made my coffee just right like simple pleasures of a little life and then rich people were like my trip to cabo yeah and they're like i think i like this little life shut up <laughs> shut up <laughs> that was it <laughs> um and again this is me talking about like a very specific group yeah. of people not all gen z's not all millennials um but like specifically i think like social media users and again primarily people who follow or consume lifestyle content um and and this is me specifically talking about because this was my issue like last year was i would just kind of buy like stupid little things that i'm like oh well it's like not that much and i need it Mm -hmm. and then you really add it up and at the end of the month i'm like "Mm, i should have more money than this in my bank account what's (laughs) happening and it's like oh it's because you spent 30 dollars like seven times yeah it's like yeah it's like you can't like you can't keep doing that um so that's why i'm like very opinionated on this because it affects me and it's something that like i've been actively trying to unlearn um and i think is like really important to be financially literate and Mm -hmm. and of course unfortunately it can be really difficult to access that information i'm super lucky that like i have a relationship with my dad and that he's pretty financially literate and like literally everything i know about investing and like whatever is thanks to him he literally just like told me what to do and i'm like okay i'm doing that <laughs> um like if if i didn't have that i mm-hmm. probably wouldn't have a fucking like ira account you know and and not everyone has access to that and there definitely needs to be more like public education about things like that but then of course there's also like generational issues there's also just like social issues that prevent people from having access to like things like that like there's it it's 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 a very complicated situation obviously um sorry i just googled what is an ira account yeah (laughs) it's okay Ah! you have time you have time um you hear in the microphone i'm like I'm like, what is IRA account important to have now? 24, enter. (laughs) And we do have it financially harder than our parents and grandparents. To put it in terms of a dollar's worth, Gen Z's money has 86% less buying power than baby boomers did at the same age. As of 2022, the national CPI has increased by over 500% since 1970, while wages have only increased by 80%. College, we're going to talk about college. College is more expensive and a degree is worth less. If you want any type of white collar job, a college degree is almost always a prerequisite. Mm -hmm. So more people have them now because we were taught that like you kind of need them if you want to like get to the level that you want to be in life. And I think unfortunately a lot of that is still true. However, because now so many more people have college degrees, Mm -hmm. it's jobs are much more competitive to get Mm -hmm. um the price for one year of tuition at a public four-year college has gone up 310 percent from 2768 dollars um for the like average public institution in 1970s to 11360 dollars in 2021 so yes 
things are more expensive. We don't make enough. Corporate greed runs rampant. Social media is constantly pressuring us to spend our money that we don't really have on things that we don't really need. And it's a really difficult and kind of depressing place to be in. But I do think luckily we're still pretty young and we have time to change our habits individually. Um, Things should be less expensive. Our base wages should be way higher. Um, And shelter and housing is a basic human right. And it's disgusting how expensive housing is right now. But if you're in a place where you're surviving and you feel like you have no idea where your money is going every month, <laughs> it's really worth like reevaluating what you're spending on. I'm currently trying to do like a no spend January just to like really evaluate what mm. the things are that I would usually impulse buy, where I can reasonably cut back on my spending and how much I'm actually able to save when I'm being more mindful and disciplined with my spending. For example, I had someone ask me that day like they're like oh like do you want to like go grab drinks and like catch up and I was like hey why don't you just like come over and we can play like a board game or something like kind of simple things like that where I'm trying to I'm trying to like remove myself from situations where I would be pressured to spend money like unnecessarily and like I made a little jar that has like a bunch of popsicle sticks that I put Mm. like free activities in that like I already have I have a shit ton of craft supplies that like I don't use super often I have all those things I can do I have a library card into the library I like I like I put in a bunch of things. I've AMC A list. I put in a bunch of things mm-hmm. that like I can do for free or very inexpensive whenever I'm like feeling bored and I have the urge to like online shop mm-hmm. or go thrifting or like go out to drinks with friends or you know something like that. Like there there are other things to do. Um but again for the like 500th million time um yeah, we should be getting paid more. Like that's, I mean, that's obviously base level. Um, but until that happens, there are other things that you can do. And again, this is, I, I feel like I'm like justifying what I'm saying like a million times. I, I just don't, I just don't want to be misinterpreted. Like mm. I, if you are making a livable wage, like key term livable wage. Yeah, not and, minimum, yeah, livable. livable. If you are making a livable wage and you do have excess discretionary income, um, I think it's 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 important to be mindful of like where that money is going. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's two hours later. This is... I was going to do a no spend January and then I realized that I'm born in January. Oh, you can do a no spend February. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do a no spend February and... <laughs> You are still gonna spend money on my birthday, <laughs> yeah. Because otherwise, no, I'm blocking actually, your number. <laughs> one of my one one of my things on my um, you may be getting a handmade gift. Aww. But one one of my things on my like rules for no spend January is like people's birthdays and like celebrations. Like I'm not gonna be like, sorry, I can't go. Like yeah. I'm like, bitch. No. Yes, you can. Yes. I thought it was gonna be really funny if you were like, you are a section in my budget. <laughs> Like I've seen, bit. I've seen like videos of like couples budgeting together, and like the girl looks over at the guy and looks his girlfriend budget. <laughs> it's like every month because it's like nails, restaurants, dates, and she's like, "I'm budgeted in the budget." And of course, all the comments are like, "This is why women are like gold diggers," and then you're like, "No." No, not the point. All of you want a trad wife, but none of you want to pay for a trad wife. Like, what the fuck do you want? Do you want three kids and a picket fence and a woman at home who cooks and cleans for you? Okay, then sorry, you have to be rich. Like, you can't have both. You can't be poor and have a woman cook and clean for you. I'm sorry. (laughs) No woman loves you that much. And in fact, if you want that one-two punch, I doubt anyone will ever love you. (laughs) I, that's, I diagnose you with single and sad. <laughs> that's 
that's that's a that's a whole a whole other thing but that really makes me mad when it's, it's all of these they're like well i'm a high value man like where this this woman should be doing this this and this but but then it's like okay but then if she's asking you to provide for her then she's a gold digger but and also her... high value can i have a graph can i have <laughs> can i have that? like a can i have like a report from like the official can i have like an api report on yeah. like <laughs> the value that you bring to the economy yeah to humanity frankly it feels like you're poisoning it with your big fat mouth probably don't brush your teeth stinky yeah. ass <laughs> anyway <laughs> yeah um yeah but that's it that's that's the the end of this one i hope um everyone enjoyed my my rants um and yeah you know what like it it does kind of suck to be financially alive in the time that we are now but <laughs> the year that it is it really is the year that it is isn't it <laughs> um but, <laughs> but there are many wonderful things to live for. Don't kill yourself. Um, that's that's how we're gonna close this one out. Yeah, literally. All right, from, the, from both of us, a point and laugh. Do not kill yourself. Yay! Yay! So glad that's been established. Don't kill yourself. Yay! Okay. Okay. Bye. bye. <laughs>